Welcome back to For Folk's Sake and Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a really fun and safe New Year. I hope nobody drank and drive because if you did, you're on my list, okay? I mentioned in my solo episode that I wanted to kind of shift the format of the podcast where each month we have a topic and then we have different people come and kind of speak on that topic or they're involved in the topic somehow. We'll call it a focus. So this month's focus for January is small businesses in the South Puget Sound. And I'm super excited for our first guest. Her name is Haley. She is the founder and CEO of Espresso Podcast Productions out of Seattle. I originally met Haley on Instagram. I really liked her energy. I really liked her vibe. She had some great like little tidbits for me. And we just kind of started becoming close because we're kind of in that same industry. And the more I read into her, not gonna lie, I stalked her to LinkedIn. I Googled her name, like a, a regular stalker. I saw that in her work experience, she has worked with the UFC. She's worked with the Grammys at the Billboard Music Awards. And I was like, what? This is crazy. And so I'm so excited for you guys to kind of hear about her work history and what she kind of learned from that her current business, and then she also has a podcast as well that you guys should definitely listen to. I think another cool thing about Haley is that she just really has a heart for helping others, which really just, I, who doesn't want someone who doesn't have like that servant heart where like, I want to help people succeed. Like, that's the best type of person. So I'm super excited for this episode. I had so much fun recording with Haley. She's super positive all the time. So enjoy the episode. Well, Haley, welcome to the For Folk's Sake podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. I'm so excited to sit down with you and talk a little bit more about your background and what you've got going on right now. We've been talking for so long. I'm so excited to finally be having our conversation. Yes, me too. I know we connected on Instagram and have just been talking there for a while now. Yeah, it's been super fun to like watch you grow and watch all the cool guests you have. I absolutely love your podcast. Last night I listened to the episode with the gal from Dubai. Oh yeah, that's such a good one. Thanks for listening. Oh, absolutely. I love your music. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I actually had someone create it who does intro music for wrestlers. And I was like, that's so crazy, but... I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> it fits well. So your background, I saw you're originally from Vegas. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I was born and raised. What was that like? I'm from the Midwest. So Vegas seems like such a like Sin City vibe to me. Yeah, it definitely. It was fun once I turned 21. But before that, it's just a city that, you know, has suburbs, everything else. 
I couldn't really do anything fun or Vegasy until I was 21. I mean, as a kid, we would go to shows and dinners and things like that. So there's definitely a lot to do, but it's not a very kid oriented place. And so, (laughs) you know, of course there's family things to do, but all the fun Vegas things other than like hiking or, you know, things like that, it just, it doesn't happen. No, I would never dub Vegas as like a child friendly environment. I was just having this conversation with someone last week and I was laughing because so many people bring their babies to Vegas and they just push them in their little strollers down the strip. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never, but. (laughs) Maybe the idea is like, they're well, they won't remember it. It's like, but your baby's still on the Vegas strip, girl. What are you doing? Right. Come on, guys. So funny. So funny. So I'm actually very fascinated by your early work experience. I didn't know that you have been a part of so many awesome things. So my first question is, how did you start landing these like early media jobs? Because I saw that you worked for the UFC for a while. Yes, I did. So I went to college at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and I was studying journalism there. So I did minors in film and political science, and then my major was journalism. And Vegas has a lot of opportunities because there's so many big companies there like UFC. And so one of the things I really wanted to do in college was do a lot of internships because I felt like if I didn't do it then, when would I do it? And so that's really where I pushed myself to make all these connections. I worked for PR firms. I worked for UFC, where I was doing corporate communications. I worked for NPR, where I was working on the Vegas magazine called Desert Companion. I was doing some writing for them and just some intern work, right? And so I was able to make a lot of connections early on before I even graduated college. And then I graduated in December of 2019, just a few months before COVID. So it was nice having all those connections. But then the job field was just non-existent, right, (laughs) once COVID started. That's true. I guess I didn't really think of, like, what the hit to that industry would be. That's so cool. I I guess also um, when you think, like, UFC, you think of commentators. When you were in uh, school doing journalism and then you had your minors uh, going on as well, What was kind of the end goal that you had while you were doing these internships? So my end goal was always to do something in marketing or communications, which is awesome because I'm still in that sort of in my business. But my end goal was always to do some sort of thing that I could travel. I could be either the face of the company or helping the company and really just making connections because there's so many people that work in corporate who have their side hustles, who have a side business. And that's really who I wanted to connect with. Anyone who is multi-passionate and great at their nine to five, but also killing it in some sort of side hustle. And so not a lot of people in corporate life are open about side hustle because, you know, their boss may be like, oh, do you want to quit this job? Like, what are you doing? Right. So many people just like, just like me, you know, I'm in my business full time, but a lot of people in corporate, 
they have a lot of cups to fill and they don't necessarily want to just do one job. They want to do one job and grow their own business. So there's just so much to learn when I was working in corporate. I'm glad I'm not anymore, but I was having a great time when I was. Yeah, definitely. And the corporate world too is so, there's like that hustle and grind culture behind it alone. So you're kind of like, you like you said, you didn't want your a boss to like have that intention that you're like moving on from the job or whatever's going on there. So that's super cool that you, um, I love how you just said multi-passionate. That's so cool. What a great word to like describe that demographic almost. Yeah, definitely. I also saw that you worked on like different award shows. So was that just kind of media relations, like, your other oh yeah <laughs> back in college one of the things that I was connected with were um like doing it was called media row so before any award show all of the radio stations come out and they want to interview these artists whether they're big artists or up-and-coming artists they want to get those clips with them so they can use it on their radio show later on so one of my jobs It was more of a volunteer thing, but it was so awesome because I got to go to like the Grammys and stuff. Yeah, I was was the Grammys, Billboard Music Awards. Yeah, ACMs. That one was really fun. All the country singers, and really, all I was doing was walking them around and really being like the person representing them at these radio stations. You'd walk up to them, be like, "Hey, I have this person. Do you want an interview with them?" And they would either say yes or no. But I was really the person that would get those interviews for the for the artists. Oh, so you were like on the artist side rather than like the radio side that's like, I need this person and this person. Yeah, so we were assigned to an artist for the day and we went and find them interviews to go to. So, I mean, it works really well in what I do now. I think everything <laughs> growing up and in college really led to me starting my own business. Yeah, I was just going to say, it sounds like you like picked up all these little tools that when I uh, look at like what you're doing now, it just amplifies and makes it like that much more like awesome, I guess. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think it's so funny how it's just like random different things that I was doing for fun really led me to where I am and have like this huge impact of what I do. Oh, yeah. So... Next, I want to talk about your Espresso Podcast Productions, which, by the way, super cute name. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. So when you were doing um, your early media work, what do you think was that moment or maybe an event that you really came up with the inspiration for starting your own business? Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting story. So I graduated in December 2019. And my life plan was to join the Peace Corps and go to Cambodia and teach English. Like everything was set. Everything was supposed to happen. But then because of COVID, obviously it got delayed and canceled and all these different types of things. So I think I had like a mini midlife crisis, moved to Seattle, and only knew one person here, my roommate, we were friends in high school. And then from there, I was just sitting in my bedroom doing absolutely nothing. And I was like, what should I do? Like, 
I can start freelancing. I could start doing something fun. Let me figure it out. And just one thing led to another and it just hit me. I was like, I love podcasting because I had a podcast in college and I love podcasting. I love helping people. And so that's when my business started, helping entrepreneurs increase their profits through podcasting and visibility. Uh, awesome. I love I love that you said you had a midlife crisis so you moved <laughs> to Seattle. Yes, I had my midlife crisis at 20, 23, I think. Yeah, let's hope that's not midlife. <laughs> yeah, right. Quarter life, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll say quarter life. Oh, how cool. In the Peace Corps in Cambodia, was there something that kind of like gravitated you to that as well? I love traveling and so and I also love teaching and so th- putting those two things together and just doing humanitarian work just really appealed to me. I went through the whole process of being interviewed, being accepted. They have to do so many medical evaluations and like psychological evaluations is crazy. And so I went through all of those and was set to leave and then you know, it just got delayed, but Everything happens for a reason. I would have loved to go, but it just wasn't it just wasn't the time. Yeah, it wasn't. And now you live in beautiful rainy Seattle and you're <laughs> yes. making a huge impact on other people's lives too, which is amazing. I love that you have a like heart for helping others. Oh well thank you. So when you um start talking to people who come to you and they're like, I want to start a podcast, this is you know, kind of like what my idea is, what do you think is like the first mistake that people make when starting a podcast or starting a business? Totally. So I love helping people start their podcast because with a podcast, you can do so much. You can grow your business. You can grow your, you know, if you want to use that as a creative outlet, you could do that. But what I see a lot of people do is just not start. They talk themselves out of it. They think they need to figure out their branding. They think they need to figure out their podcast art, the name, the messaging, all of that. When really what you need to figure out is what you're going to talk about and how you're going to do it. And then what I recommend is the very first step, which if you Google how to start a podcast, this will not be on there. This is (laughs) something that I have figured out with my clients to actually get them to start is to grab their phone and just start recording themselves talk about the topic they want to talk about. So for instance, if you have a small business and you want to highlight, you know, other small business owners, just start talking about that and listen to yourself talk. Listen to how it goes and see if this is something that you can actually do, if it's something that actually interests you. This thing that you're recording isn't going to be heard by anyone else other than you, but it gets you, you know, more used to hearing your voice and speaking your mind. A lot of people want to write out their messaging or I had a call with a podcaster today or she's going to start her podcast sometime soon. And she's like, well, I need to write out my episodes. And I was like, what do you mean write out your episode? She's like, oh, I need to write it out so I know what I'm going to say. But the way we talk and the way we write are very different. It's not going to sound conversational if you write it out. So that's why I always say the first thing you should do is actually record yourself talking about your ideas. Uh, I love that. Now I kind of want to like go back and do it and (laughs) see what I come up with. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like anyone can do it. Even if you already have a podcast and tons of episodes, it doesn't matter because, yeah, exactly like you said, that brainstorming, that out loud brainstorming, and no one else is going to hear it. You can be as open and honest as you want. Yes, I kept uh, voice memos the last like couple weeks of winter break to see if I could incorporate it into like a solo episode. And it was kind of fun to have like a like little voice memo where it'd be like little diary entries almost, but then some of them weren't like appropriate enough to make it onto the <laughs> podcast. So I was like, well, at least I still have them, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome that you were doing that. So another thing, um, I feel like you had the Trello workspace offered on your website, correct? Yes. Would you say that that's the best way that you keep organized, motivated? Because I feel like sometimes when you have your own business or your own podcast or you offer a service and there's no one really above you that's kind of checking in on you, how do you keep like your motivation organizational systems going? That's a great question. It's taken me a while to figure out my organizational systems because when I was first starting, I wasn't sure where my business was going to go. And it was just kind of trial and error in the beginning. But the reason I created that podcast workflow is because so many people who want to start a podcast don't know like what it takes to have guests on their show or even record a bunch of episodes and keep it organized because recording an episode like us talking right now is just the first step. After this, you're going to have to go and edit, add your intro, outro, whatever it may be. Then you're going to have to go and write your show notes. Then you're going to have to go and upload it onto the streaming platform of your choice. And like you use Anchor, but There's so many out there. And so there's a lot of moving steps that you need to keep track of. Personally, I keep everything in Trello or in a Google document. When I work with my clients and I'm doing podcast editing for them, I tend to do Google Docs or yeah, Google Docs because it just makes the most sense for me. They can upload their their audio into the drive. I can write the show notes in there, upload it, everything like that. But the workflow that I created in Trello is great for beginners because it's all laid out for you. Yes, laid out is a great way to say it. And there was also when I started looking at it, uh, factions that I didn't really think of, of like having guests and like pending, like who am I still kind of talking to? Who's definitely a like, for sure. So it was nice to see how you kind of like mentally separated the people you had been speaking of into like, kind of like almost like pending and like completed or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, in the DMS, you're going to have certain people on Instagram, on Facebook, in your email. There's so many different places that you may be talking to someone And a lot of people can slip through the cracks if that's the case. And maybe you won't remember them until you absolutely need a guest on your episode. And you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this person from two months ago. (laughs) It's happened to me. I hate to admit it. But that's why that workflow, if you stick with it, it'll make your life really easy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll stick with it. And we'll we'll come back in three months and see like how we're doing. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. 
So I also wanted to talk to you about your podcast. So not only do you assist people in launching their podcast and gaining visibility, but you also have your own podcast called Employee to Boss, which once again, super cute name. Thank you. Do you want to give everyone kind of like a rundown of your podcast? How'd you come up with, well, I guess I should be asking what made you want to focus on the trend people's transitions into like running their own business and kind of stepping away from that traditional nine to five. Yeah. So I was lucky enough and it took me a while to say lucky enough, but I was lucky enough to really be in that weird place of not being able to find a full-time job because of COVID and being like forced into entrepreneurship. It's a weird way to say it, but I'm glad it worked out this way. And so when I was doing it, I was trying to figure out all of these different moving steps. And what I was finding, I wasn't doing a lot of research on, you know, other podcast producers or other podcast strategists because I didn't want to copy anything. And so I was just looking at like social media managers, what people were posting on Instagram. And it was really, you know... I wasn't, I didn't want to copy anyone. I wanted to do it on my own, but I wanted to figure out the systems and strategies that other people were doing. And it's the same with a lot of other business owners. They don't want to copy someone else. They just want those ideas. And so I started my podcast, Employee to Boss, out of the idea called Info Sponging. Info Sponging, if you haven't heard of it, it's where you will learn different strategies from different industries. Like McDonald's got the drive-thru idea from a bank. And so I'm interviewing people, like my last episode was with a financial coach. The one before that was from a marketing, someone who owns a, um, she owns a marketing firm. Another one does a networking company, like all different industries, but they have such good advice that you can take into any industry and just figure out like what works, what doesn't, what ideas does this person have? And be like, oh, that's a great idea. I can put my own twist on it in this way. And so I love having just like really interesting conversations with really cool people in all different industries. Oh, I love that. That sounds like for folks sake too, where it's like, you're just, there's so much you can learn from other people. And I feel like the biggest mistake people make is thinking that they know it all, or they're not going yes. to learn from conversation when really you can o- you only have so much time to live one life and someone else had their time to live. So you can learn from them as much as they can learn from you. I love that a hundred percent. It's a, it's a disadvantage almost not to start having like those conversations. So I love that. Love that. Was there anything that made you really decide that you wanted to be on the other side of the microphone where you're like, okay, like, I'm going to do this myself. I know you mentioned earlier that you've had a podcast previously, too. Yeah, so I help other people launch their podcasts, strategize their podcasts. And it's a lot of fun, honestly, when you look at it in that way, like, you can connect with so many people. And so It took me a while to decide it was time for me to start my own podcast. I was really, you know, thinking about some different topics, but like I always tell my clients, just go for it. Like you just have to go for it. And so I was like, Haley, you need a podcast. Like, why would you not? It's a great way to meet new people. It's a great way to 
find potential clients who can hear your work. And it's a great way just to share your voice. I did have a podcast in college that was, you know, more of just fun. It was me and my friend. But this one is more business oriented, but business can be fun. And that's what I'm really trying to show in this podcast. I've been able to meet so, so many people from all over the world by doing interviews. And every single conversation I've had has been interesting and fun. And podcasting should always be fun. It should always be fun. I talk to some people who are just burnt out and tired and they're like, oh, my podcast isn't getting the listenership that I want. Those are the people that need to talk to me because if you're not getting the listeners you want, there's a reason behind it. There's always a reason behind it. And I love helping people find the joy in podcasting. Uh, I love that. I love that you kind of say too, like it is supposed to be fun. I have to remind myself that as well. Sometimes you get like kind of caught up and okay, like where am I at with this person? What's my episode for this week look like? What about like my content and marketing for the week? Like what is that going to look like? And it can get to be a lot, but it's good to remind yourself, I'm here to be creative. I'm here to have fun. I'm here to learn and talk to people. Yeah. And if it's not fun, there's something that you can do to make it fun. Maybe it's a little rebranding. Maybe it's talking to more specific people. I know one of my clients, she had this amazing podcast. And then, I mean, it was always amazing, but she got burnt out because she found a group of people wanting to be on podcasts. It was like a networking group. And so she just started interviewing people she really had no connection with. And that burnt her out to the point where she no longer does her podcast, which was really sad. But It's really keeping it interesting to you and keeping it very personal because podcasting is personal as well. Right. It's like uh, eavesdropping almost. That's how sometimes when I listen to podcasts, you can tell that they're really good. You're like, oh, I feel like uh, like when I was listening to uh, what was that woman's name? Bate? Beate. Beate, thank you. Yeah. When I was listening to your conversation just with her, I felt like I was eavesdropping on like secrets or like things that I'm not supposed to like know. And she was giving you the inside scoop, but I uh, was like listening. You are a phenomenal host. You do such a great job at um, really like listening to people and kind of pushing them a little farther and like, well, what do you mean more by that? You know? So yeah. Thank you so much. That's such a nice compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. Of course. And I think that really is the difference between interviewing and conversations. Some podcasts love conversations, some love interviewing, but it's really just knowing what works best for the way that you talk and like your lifestyle I had a conversation with a podcaster earlier today as well who was talking about how some podcasts just sound so interview-based. And he's like, some people just don't want to answer specific questions, but if the host keeps pushing it, it just isn't fun. And that's, you know, that's never where I want the conversation to go. And I don't think anyone ever wants the conversation to go that way. So if you're starting a podcast thinking about, do I want it to be more interview based or do I want it to be very conversational 
Right. I love that. And kind of having that distinction between, well, what do I want? And what's the like, almost, this sounds kind of like hippie, but like almost like the vibe or energy around my podcast too. Oh, yes. I'm all about the vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was nice. After I started my podcast, I was really surprised at how many people reached out to me asking for like, well, how did you do it? Or like, what do you think I should do? You know, whatever. And it was fun. Uh, There's so it's crazy. I think maybe like three or four people messaged me and all of them had such a crazy, like wide angle of what they'd want to talk about is that it made me appreciative of the industry itself of being, I can have a podcast where I talk to people about the cool things they're doing in life or they've done in life. But I have a friend over here who wants to start a podcast about being a single mom and I have another friend who wants to start a podcast about like um the drama behind sports teams kind of or like athlete Mm, drama I love drama (laughs) I know me too I'm kind of like a reality tv I shouldn't say this but I'll watch some reality tv because I just love how messy it gets me too one of my favorite shows is Jersey Shore like I hate to admit it but it really is (laughs) The entertainment value for Jersey Shore is absolutely amazing. So I don't think anyone is going to fight you on that. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, so um, if so, my listeners know now that you have a podcast, which everyone should definitely go listen to. But if you had to um, suggest like one episode, be like, I think this is the one like if you're gonna start off do you suggest everyone starts at one or is there one where it's like oh no like definitely listen to this one obviously all your guests have been amazing but yeah all my guests are amazing but honestly I would really recommend starting with my first episode I interviewed these two ladies Terry and Sarah they're the owners of a business called Female Suicide Hustle And they empower other women to start their side hustles, grow their side hustles, and really be confident about it. I interviewed a ton of people before I launched, but they, their mission, their voices, their personalities like spoke to me so much that that's the reason they're my first episode. It's such an amazing episode because they're so honest and so raw about you know, the industry. And so that's why I started with that one, which I absolutely love that one. But all of my episodes are titled pretty descriptively. So if one speaks to you more than the other, definitely go with that. I've talked to a lawyer before. I've talked to, you know, a mindset coach, so many different people. They're all awesome, but I would highly recommend starting with episode one. Perfect. Okay, awesome. And then also, I have so many listeners who have side hustles. So that's actually one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on the podcast, because I have tons of friends who are always I think everyone kind of almost adapted into that with COVID. What would you say for your best piece of advice for someone who's going to start a side hustle and they're hesitant? What's your best piece of advice for them? I would recommend just going for it. If your podcast is your side hustle, that's awesome. You know, just start it. Just see where it takes you. Because if you don't start it and you keep pushing it off, you're just pushing off success and fun and all of those things. When someone comes to me and they 
want to start their podcast, but they're busy with their nine to five or they're busy with their business as a whole, I really just tell them like, do what makes you happy. Like do what you have time for. If you're dying to start a podcast, but you're like, Haley, I can only do like, I cannot do one episode a week. That's fine. Like some people do two episodes a week. Some people do daily podcasts. Like the Mindset Mentor, he puts out three episodes a week. But some people, it's totally fine if you do one podcast a month. My episode with Gordon Firemark, he's the podcast lawyer. He does one podcast episode a month and he's been having his podcast for I think it's like 13 years or something like that. Like it's crazy. And it's because he found what was sustainable to him. He found what works for him. So if you want to start your podcast, but your schedule is crazy, figure out, can you do one episode a month? Does that feel good to you? Just think about it in that way. There's no right or wrong way to do it. And so just see what makes you happy. I love that. And you're always so optimistic and like (laughs) you go for it and encouraging. And I think that's another reason I really wanted to have you on here is you always have such an encouraging and light energy about you. So I'm so happy to finally have you on the podcast. It's great advice. Great advice. You're so sweet. Thank you. So um, if our listeners want to connect with you, maybe talk to you about some business things, what do you think is the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, definitely. So I'm really mainly on Instagram. My Instagram is Espresso Podcast Production. Very Seattle, you know, coffee. So it's E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O Podcast Production. I also have a Facebook group full of podcasters and people who want to start podcasts or be guests on podcasts. It has almost 500 members now. It's called Espresso Growth for podcasters, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders. Those are going to be the best two ways to connect with me. Um, I also have a website, Espresso Podcast Production, that has some free resources like that Trello board you were speaking of, as well as some other ones on there that have, you know, some great resources. So those are the best ways to connect with me. Perfect. Yay. Awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Haley, and giving me your time today. It means a lot. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. 